Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Roundball Rock, and no... This is not a mistake. We are coming in hot pre-pardo. That's how they say it in the biz. Uh, because it's our 200th episode. It's a very special day for me and Sean. I am, of course, here, as always, with Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like uh, Robin Williams losing millions and millions of dollars because I am a bicentennial man. Oh, my God. I'm quitting the podcast right now <laughs> uh 40 seconds into episode 200 wow, i have man. quit we had a good run um, so the, what we're doing here is we're not going to do a ton of special stuff there's uh we've got a couple surprises for you but um this will be a normal episode of round ball rock in about 10 minutes probably <laughs> right um but we just wanted to say some stuff at the top i guess because 200 feels like a lot like maybe the most of anything i've ever done it's a lot of episodes it really is um yeah so we just wanted to um do a little bit of a a look back i guess sean well, look, if you stacked yeah. all these episodes together, they would be 570 hours long. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure. I did uh, the math. So, I did the math. I'm sure some people are doing that, of course. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> obsessed with us. <laughs> um, But in all seriousness, I just wanted to, like, thank some people, I guess. Right? Is that what, what should we do here, Sean? That seems appropriate. Well, okay, we... Let's just talk about how we so we we got started doing this in uh, Dave Schilling's house. Yeah, it was Dave's um, idea. That it is was Dave's the, idea. That That's, is that the is... first. That is the most <laughs> important thing. Uh, and we actually wanted Dave to come on and talk with us about this, uh, but Dave is not allowed to do any media as per his WWE contract, and he felt really bad. Uh, he did say he was proud of us, though, which made us feel pretty good because that's he also has a kid. Do oh yeah, that's <laughs> so it's like we just... we're his adult sons, and we've we've we that's all we've been wanting from these episodes is just to get him to say he was proud of us. Yeah, that's all so we now wanted. That he did, uh, I am quitting the podcast. <laughs> two out, two minutes and forty seconds in. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah it was. It was... Dave, it was absolutely Dave's idea. Yeah, Dave wanted to do a basketball podcast, and he asked me, because every time I'd see him at a party, I would just talk to him about basketball. 
outside of the party mm-hmm. until the part of the party was over. Yes. Um, and it was really fun. And this is, and then he wanted, Dave was like, Hey, we should bring someone else in to like work the board and like help us and stuff. And there was only one person I could think of. And that was, uh, my best friend, Sean Keen. So that's mm-hmm. how Sean got involved. But it yes. was even Dave's idea to do the Ghost of Don Pardo because he used to see you do that at the business. Yeah, because we all used to live in San Francisco, and now we all live in Los Angeles, except Dave now lives in, I think, Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we start doing the show, and it, I don't know about you, Sean, but like I did stand up for ten years, maybe eleven. Mm-hmm. Maybe nine, I don't know, somewhere in there. Nine eleven, never forget. Um, (laughs) But immediately, it was so much more rewarding. I did stand-up for ten years and never felt uh, like people cared about what I was doing. And immediately, (laughs) people like Dubaru and Adrian Escalera and, like, Christine D'Amato and like immediately we had like an uh Trey Cool X mm-hmm. the genial black man were uh, immediately really into the show and I don't know it really for the first time in my life probably it made me feel like something <laughs> it really mattered to me I guess I'm so bad at being like I don't want to be <laughs> schmaltzy I don't want to be funny I but, uh-huh. but I don't know how to like draw this line um, and it was a way to talk to like you know some of our best friends have been on the podcast like Chris that Marcia, is true, mm-hmm. and we've made really good friends through it too like Mike Malloy and Jamel Johnson, mm-hmm. um that have been, yeah like, it's really important to me for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's it's like for me it's just like a great excuse to talk to joey so much yeah, too that, i was like, also you, gonna say that i mean we I, would be doing yeah, this for free i mean yeah, we all, have been doing it for free but <laughs> uh but no i think i think what has been nice about this show and i've told joey this is that i think um you know it's really nice hearing from the fans and talking about basketball but i think what is good about this show is uh people get to kind of see me and joey's relationship yeah and i think it's like yeah it's it's uh, very special to us. We're best friends, and we like to talk about basketball, and uh, hopefully yeah. that shows. Like when we want you guys to be our best friends too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who talk about basketball. Um, and I also just want to go out of my way to mention, like, through doing this too, it really feels like people like the Fast Break Breakfast guys and Take It or Break It with Corbin A. Smith and John Wilmis, Lewis mm-hmm. Keen, Dave Dufour. Kelly Dwyer, like people, I would be consuming their content anyway. Right. It feels like we've sort of the super hoopers. It feels like we've sort of, uh, oh, the air buds. Mm-hmm. All of these are good basketball podcasts you guys should be <laughs> listening to. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was very special to uh, get to talk to people that, you know, uh, Kelly Dwyer, just reading for you, just a real, real basketball Kind of, you know, kind he's kind of a hero, I would yeah. say. And now we're yeah. friends, <laughs> which is so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. But well, anyway, just, it feels oh, like yeah. 
we've yeah. we're sort of, we've sort of created a little community that I don't know if that would have happened previously at all. Yeah, and it's a lot of people like uh, like Sean Hyken and Damon Agnos who people like people I've read their writing long yeah. before now. I feel like we're buddies for sure. David Roth, we didn't mention David. Uh, David Roth, our good friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's just been weird and good. This is honestly, this is, I've worked on a lot of things, uh, and a lot of bad things, some good things. Uh, but this has honestly been like easily the most rewarding. I'm going to say this. Not financially I've ever worked on. It's the best thing I've ever worked on for sure. This is better. I would say this is better than Joey Divine, After Dark, Mm -hmm. and Keen Wolf combined. Two things also. Worked on together. Uh, it's um, also better than that uh, that Billy on the Street packet we sold a hundred dollars worth of jokes out of. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, <laughs> creative consultants for Billy on the Street. Uh, it's better than our unproduced uh, uh, packet for the Rob Riggle sports show that never got made. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what about our? Unproduced packets for the Michael Moore show that never got made. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I had some pretty good stuff in that packet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just want to thank everyone. People like Dunn Nelson, at Ninja Purtle, David Jordan, uh, Purity and Ivan. Like, everyone we've ever heard from. I'm sure I'm forgetting, like, a million people. It really means a lot. Sebastian Pruiti, who mm-hmm. I used to read a lot. Um, it really means a lot every time I hear from somebody um, that you like the show because it it really just means like I used to listen to like Tom Sharpling and be like, oh, I wish someday I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't the best show or anything, but it's the pretty good show. You know, what it's I mean? one of the be- one of the better shows, one of the better shows for sure. Yeah. Um, that being said, it did feel like 200 was kind of a landmark, right? Yeah, like so. a benchmark, and maybe it was time to maybe change one thing. One thing. <laughs> and that was people ask us. I've always been hesitant to ask people for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but people kept asking us, um, is there a way you could give us money? Or we we could give you money, mm-hmm. uh, and now there is. Uh, <laughs> Initially, we said we don't take charity. We're not right. beggars. Yeah, w- our weird Irish working class <laughs> bullshit came out. Um, but uh, that all changes today uh, because Roundball Rock has a Patreon now. You guys. Hmm. Um. It's available. If you feel like being a patron, even if you don't, whatever. If if the most you can help is sh- by sharing this link, please do. Uh, we don't. That would be just as help, almost as helpful as money. Not as helpful, but almost. <laughs> but we've got a lot of great tiers over there at Patreon.com/slash/RoundRockPod. Uh, mm-hmm. For three bucks a month, uh, we're gonna have a chat on Discord. That mm-hmm. you can hop in, we'll be in there. All the Round Ball Rock fans will be in there. Um, Adam Tory, P 
people like that, you know. I know I'm forgetting <laughs> some of our fans that I need. I should stop naming fans because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. George Pagel. Uh-huh. You good? <laughs> um, <laughs> Queen Ozymandias herself, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but that's for three bucks. And then for five bucks, the $5 tier is a real steal. Don't you think, Sean? It's a it's a good deal. For five dollars, you get in the chat. You'll get an exclusive round ball rock episode every week. So more yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh and So the, thank you, and we're sorry. Uh, and the ghost of Don Pardo will say your name in an intro. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like giving us a little bit more, ten bucks a month, you get all that stuff. Plus buttons, a set of three round ball rock buttons. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a hint right now. One of those is going to be a slammed up button. Yeah. And you get and a sticker. That's also, so you know, that's the Frankie Muniz Twitter follower yeah. level. Uh, and you'll get early ticket sales to live shows and meetups. Mm-hmm. And we'll enter your name into a drawing where every month we're going to give away a dumb piece of basketball merchandise that mm-hmm. Sean and I either own already or find. Yeah. Uh, currently, I'll tell you what the first month's is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Jerry West Clippers bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a suit. Um, <laughs> it's for he has a Clippers pin on. It's really mm-hmm. funny. The official basketball player of the Take It or Break It podcast, Jerry West. <laughs> great player, great general manager, and just just a joyous, happy person. All right, for twenty bucks a month, if you want to give us twenty bucks a month. You get all that stuff, plus you get a slammed up t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a slammed which up t-shirt. will not be available for sale for quite a while. Um, so that will be an exclusive slammed up t-shirt for yeah. a long time. Who knows if Brett and Randy will even be alive by the time that that gets sold. Mm-hmm. They live pretty hard. Uh, they also say, dream big, Sean. So we're dreaming big on this Patreon. If for some okay. reason you're a really rich guy and you want to give us $50 a month, mm-hmm. uh, this tier is titled, You Are Dave Schilling Now. Yes. Uh, you get everything the... in the previous tier. You get free tickets to any time Sean and I perform, perform live in anything, whether that's stand-up or uh, Round Ball yeah. Rock live show or whatever. If you just go to see us live... Four times a month, this tier pays for itself. Exactly. Uh, or, I mean, and, excuse me, the big the big deal there. You get to be a guest on Round Ball Rock. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. And you know what? You can actually, if you're on that tier for one month only, I think you can, I think you'd still be a guest. Is oh, that, is uh, that probably, right? Yeah, for sure. Probably. <laughs> don't, don't. Well, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, sorry. You should stay on, you should stay on the whole time. <laughs> um, and then finally, if you're extra rich, if you are Daryl Morey, I know you listen, mm-hmm. uh, and you want to give us a hundred dollars a month. Um, that's this, this tier is called Don Nelson's poker room. Of course uh-huh. you get everything in the previous tier. And we will see a live basketball game with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, seems worth it. I don't know. Probably uh, have to be in or come to California. Probably, but I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Actually, I don't want to limit someone giving sorry, us twelve hundred dollars a year, dude. <laughs> yeah, and we're actually yeah, you're, that's a very good point. You know, we we'll find a way to make that happen. Um, but anyway, uh, you definitely don't have to give us money, but uh, I have had seventeen dollars in my checking account for the last three days, so um. We put a lot of work and we put a lot of effort into this show. And if you think we deserve money, uh, we want to. Oh God, I'm so bad at this. I hate talking about money. You're just like, oh, don't, don't say you're worth anything, Joey. No matter what. (laughs) Uh, We work really hard to make this show what we think is special and good, and it's unlike any other basketball podcast. And um, yeah, we we. We enjoy doing it, but we would also enjoy delivering food less. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really what we're aiming at. <laughs> um, more time, more time. Uh, ri- I mean, finding uh, NBA players, children's books. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Imagine how many weird documentaries we could do if this was our job, dude. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. Anyway, uh, this was awkward because i both got emotional and uh weird (laughs) um uh sean is there anything you'd like to say no i'm just i feel very very thankful for everybody who listens especially anybody who reaches out and emails us yeah we Uh, love hearing from you guys at roundrockpod at gmail.com at roundrockpod on twitter Uh, i'm not gonna say the phone number but you know the phone number if you listen to the show. Hope probably I don't know. Nobody listens. Nobody ever yeah. calls us. Uh, and now there's just another thing we have to plug, and that's Patreon.com/slash RoundRockPod. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's easy to remember. We're gonna talk about it on the podcast all the time. <laughs> uh, but there's one extra special thing we did for our 200th episode. Um, I reached out to as many of our former guests as I could think of off the top of my head. So again, I'm sorry if I forgot anyone. And also a couple uh, staples of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. And I asked them to call our phone number and leave a message doing their best Ghost of Don Pardo imitation. Um, So that's why we didn't start with the intro, because we wanted to explain it. Uh, Should Mm -hmm. we play it right off? Let's do it. All right. Hit it, Ghost of Don Pardo. We'll be back with a regular show where we don't talk about money in about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we get to the Ghost of Don Pardo, uh, I was shocked and surprised. One of our NBA podcast heroes mm-hmm. was talking about the show, Sean. Did you hear the low post a few weeks ago? I do. I never miss Howard Beck on the low yeah, post. Yeah, it was it's Zach Lowe. And I say Beck, to myself, what up, Sean, every time Zach's about to say what up, Beck. I didn't know that they listened. Yeah, they, look, Zach, Zach has his ear to the ground. Um, but and how did they even know we were going to do 200 episodes? We we taught like a special 200th episode for this. Like they're both they're both have great sources. We Joey. didn't mention it at all. Mm-hmm, um, but you know they they're they're savvy. Anyway, let me play this clip of Zach Lowe and Howard Beck talking about how much they love our show. 
okay, where are you on Round Ball Rock thing? On what Round Ball Rock? Like Round Ball Rock is like is 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 like canon. It's 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 okay because the podcast was going to end. Round Ball Rock is is uh it's 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 precious. It's 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 important. Wow, so amazing that they love the show so much. I okay, you told me about this before. I'm pretty sure they're talking about the song Round Ball Rock. Wait, there's a song? It's the 200th episode of Round Ball Rock, starring David Bowie, Kelly Dwyer, Robin Lopez, with Gilbert Arenas. You know, I actually think mine is pretty good. Randy Posey. Dabaroo. Brooke Lopez. Kevin O'Brien. Me, the robot from the drops. Daniel Rolston. With a digital short from Boban Marjanovic and Tobias Harris. Becky Garcia. John Wilbur. John Green. John Woodley. Uh, Brett Slam's son. I, I don't know. The Condor. Have you seen The Condor? Josh Gondelman! Randy LeDoux! With Don Nelson! Andre Miller! CJ Toledano! And Megan Gailey! Beeball yeah, Bill Simmons. Ninja Purtle. Okay, Dave Jordan. Katie. Hi, Bye. Eric Malinowski. Sir Nigel Quiblington. Brian. Windhorst. Fast break breakfast. Chief Perish. Love you, Rambo Rock. Zach Lowe. I'm drinking one beer in celebration. What up, man? It's your boy, Louis King. Lewis Keen Musical guest Paul Simon singing the boxer for no reason And now your host of Round Ball Rock Dave Schilling All right, thank you, Ghost of Don Pardo. Yeah. Um, Sean. Thanks for rounding up, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And thank you to 
hold on, let me get this. Um, should I do? You want, do you want me to read it off? No, I got it. Okay. Thank you to Daniel Ralston, Corbin A. Smith, oh, Kevin O'Brien, sorry, Lewis Keen, Corbin Smith again, Dubaru, CJ Toledano, and Megan Gailey, Becky Garcia, Sean Woodley, Josh Gondelman, Eric Malinowski, David Jordan, aka. Dunn Nelson, a.k.a. Shot Daddy, a.k.a. (laughs) at Ninja Purtle, Sean Green, Kelly Dwyer, Big Polsky on an Asphalt uh, Paver, a.k.a. one of our best friends, Brendan McGowan. Thank you, David Borey. Thank you, John Wilmis. Thank you, Brandy Posey. And thank you, Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast. Um, And yeah, thanks to everybody for listening. Now, Sean. Yes. Should we go to the news? Let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Our top story. Mm -hmm. It's about our boy. My precious, sweet little boy. Mm -hmm. My favorite warrior... Not named Andres Bedrins, not named Jason Richardson, and not named uh, Anthony Randolph. My mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore of Golden <laughs> that, State that's Warriors your Mount Rushmore. is Jason Richardson, Andres Bedrins, and Anthony Randolph, whose face is three times bigger than the other guys' faces. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy right here, Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. Um. Sean, what if I told you... Let's do the, that 30 for 30 thing. <laughs> okay. Sean, what if I told you the greatest shooter of all time was blind in both eyes? Whoa! <laughs> Man, Steve Kerr's back is really screwing him up, huh? Uh, no, it's, it's Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry got contacts this week. Apparently, mm-hmm. he has never been able to see, and everything's been blurry all the time. Which, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. He won't say this, but uh-huh. I'm going to say it right now. This is why he threw the ball out of bounds in Game 7 of the 2015 Finals. Yeah, exactly. He thought it was <laughs> completely inbounds. It's crazy how that happened. And that's why that's why he's so confident about taking half-court shots, because... It feels like the hoop is right in front yeah, of him. It's really close. What if he becomes a worse shooter now? Well, I I think that's actually possible. I'm gonna say that. So <laughs> I guess it so he has something called keratoconus? Mm-hmm. Keratoconus. Um where the cornea, which is normally a circle, thins and becomes a cone. So he has he has astigmatism mm-hmm. and he can't get LASIK surgery. But he Apparently, he just squints all the time. I thought he just made faces all the time, but it kind of makes sense in hindsight. <laughs> but I also feel like now I've infected my memories mm-hmm. by this. And uh, almost most no- more notably than that, um, in his article in The Athletic um, explaining what happened, uh, Marcus Thompson III spent six paragraphs discussing the movie The Book of Eli, starring Denzel Washington, which is more than many movie reviewers devoted <laughs> to The Book of Eli in their reviews of The Book of Eli. 
Uh, Sean, have you seen the Book of Eli? I have. I think I was doing something else at the time. I... The book is the Bible, Sean. So it's apt for yeah, Stephen Curry. It's apt for Stephen Curry. Well, <laughs> he and Marcus Thompson are both big fans of the movie, apparently. <laughs> that came that that was made very clear in the article. Um, yes, and it turns out that Denzel Washington is blind at the end of it, although Marcus Thompson is a blindness truther about it. He's like, Denzel opens doors! Mm-hmm. There's no way he's blind. I mean, it does. When you're watching that movie, I will say the twist does seem like he's going to be faking being blind. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Sean, <laughs> in honor of Marcus Thompson and the Book of Eli, I yes. want to do something incredibly stupid that I did not oh. warn you about here. Oh, excellent. Okay. We're going to sign what movie, what Denzel Washington movie is what Golden State Warrior. Oh, great. Okay. Um, you know what? Let's just do the big eight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's start with Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. Um, I kind of feel like he's Denzel from He Got Game because it feels like he was like in jail in his prime. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and it's like his body doesn't work that well. But then you're like, wow, he he could hold his own against Ray Allen. <laughs> Also, I know he didn't go to college at all. He just turned pro from high school. But it seems like Sean Livingston would have gone to big state. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure Sean, uh, Sean Livingston is the bone collector. Oh, uh, wow. He's been a, a, a good portion of his time in a hospital bed. But he's still able to do amazing things. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, uh, I think I think it's over for him, and it never is. <laughs> All right, Sean. I was shocked that he survived that movie. <laughs> I gotta say. Who is Andre Iguodala? Andre Iguodala. Um, I think he is... Let's see. I think he might be. Geez, I'm not. I'm not doing that well. At this. I think he's Mo. I think he's Bleak Gilliam from Mo Better Blues. Oh, you're picking full on characters. I'm just picking movies. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was uh, sorry. I thought you meant the characters. Uh, <laughs> oh, if we're going just movies, uh... I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I think he is. I think he is. One of the dumpy Denzel movies. So it's like oh, taking like... of Pelham one, two, three, uh, maybe Inside Man. I was thinking maybe the train Man. one. <laughs> no, where, I, think, I think, yeah. Where he looks like he's not going to be able to overcome the odds and then tries really hard in the last 20 minutes and wins like a crazy gunfight, even though he's like in rumpled clothes. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't Inside Man. Doesn't he actually literally end that movie by getting a ring unexpectedly? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> okay, Andre Iguodala is inside man. I, I'm, I'm, yes. <laughs> um, all right, Sean. Who is DeMarcus Cousins? DeMarcus Cousins, um, I believe, is American Gangster. Oh, interesting. 
because uh, it's like it's fine. It's pretty good. But you like you kind of thought it was going to be great mm-hmm. with all the build up and the hype. And also um, he's like a bad guy that turns out to be kind of a good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I could see like Jay-Z doing uh, a soundtrack to a movie about his life. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd do it now, so it would kind of be like, eh, all right. <laughs> uh, I think... I think DeMarcus Cousins... You know what? I think he's training day. Oh, it. Oh, I like that, because King Kong has nothing on him. Yeah, but it also... Look, I want to say this right off the bat. I fucking love Denzel Washington. He's like one of our great movie stars. But it feels a little bit like Training Day is his... Um, uh, what's the Al Pacino movie where he plays oh, the Oh, Son of a guy? Woman. Yeah, it's yeah. his Son of a Woman where then he like locks into just doing one thing constantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's like a really good thing that's also the sort of the end of actor Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because he kind of after that, his better movies are the dumpy ones. Right. His best movies after that are like uh like out of time man on fire uh-huh. inside man like the ones where he's not like really denzeling it up you know yeah like i well i really enjoy the movie deja vu yep unstoppable t- owns love well, unstoppable the, the reason you can tell denzel Washington is super dumpy in deja vu is that they they have a scene where it's like it takes all the power from the entire county to send him back in time and it's like, oh, the, the the every every ounce of mass counts. And Denzel is sent back through time wearing like a pretty loose t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he really didn't want to take his shirt off in that movie. <laughs> and that was like Denzel that was like DeMarcus Cousins until like three weeks ago. He seems like he seems like he got really svelte like two weeks ago, basically. <laughs> All right, Sean. Who is Andrew Bogut? Oh, Andrew Bogut. Um, I'll tell you who I think Andrew Bogut might be the hurricane. Okay, why? Because, <laughs> like, it's kind of a bad guy. Like, like he got a bad rap, but he also is a bad guy. See, I was going to say uh, he's fallen. You oh. know, the horror movie Denzel Washington was in. Because time's on, do you think time is on his side? No, but I feel like maybe he's possessed by some demon that a guy put, like a guy touched him and uh-huh. he became evil and now the demon won't leave inside of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a weird one like for some, Denzel to make at that point. Some extra racist away. guy in Utah touched him and he's uh-huh. just been this way ever since. Yeah, well, he went to college at Utah. That makes sense that that would happen. Um, also, he falls down a lot. <laughs> All right, who's Draymond Green? Draymond Green is John Q. Oh, why? <laughs> no, not John Q. Sorry, he's the man on fire. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, that, yes, sorry. that is the obvious one. Yeah. Draymond Green is 100% 
Creasy from Man on Fire. Yeah. <laughs> like a scumbag who's unstoppable and is uh-huh. ready to do do the right thing one time. Do the right do the right thing, but it's like a dirty thing. Yeah. You know, he's doing the right thing, but he's doing bad things. Draymond Green would one hundred percent put a bomb in someone's butt, which happens yeah. in Man on Fire. It's, it's like a, it is underrated how crazy that movie is because Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Bill Simmons for this. I'm not trying to take a cheap shot, but he talks about Man on Fire as if it's like a normal type movie. <laughs> you know, and the second half the second half of it is insane. It's the start of insane Tony Scott, and yeah. all of the best insane Tony Scott movies are Denzel Washington's uh are movies that star Denzel Washington. Um like Unstoppable, the train movie. <laughs> um Guys, I really love Unstoppable. Um, all right, who's Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson, man, this is this is a this is an important one. Um, I think he's flight <laughs> because if don't you think Clay Thompson? I don't know if Clay Thompson could fly a plane, but I think he could fly a plane upside down while being like uh, fucked up out of his mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen him hit 13 three-pointers in a game when he was probably high. <laughs> um, I think Clay Thompson is carbon copy. Carbon copy? Is it carbon copy? The very first movie he made? Nope, not carbon copy. Excuse me, there's the What's other that? one. It's the heart one. Heart, oh, heart condition. condition. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, Heart Condition, listeners, is one of the weirdest movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, And let me just read the plot description to Heart Condition. (laughs) It stars Denzel Washington and Bob Hoskins. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's about a racist cop receives a heart transplant from a black lawyer he hates who returns as a ghost to ask the cop to help take down the men who murdered him. Yes. So, yeah. Um, the, uh, Nelson Washington's character's name is Napoleon Stone. <laughs> the cop's name is Jack Mooney. Uh, Denzel is a sleazy lawyer who the racist cop hates, and he has a heart attack because he's a big smoker and drinker. Uh, Denzel's character dies in a drive-by shooting, <laughs> and he has to help the cop solve his own murder. Now, here's why I'm saying Clay Thompson is heart condition. Okay. Uh, because uh, the movie Heart Condition is terrible and, like, totally reprehensible. Mm-hmm. But everyone still loves both Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone's just willing to forgive the movie Heart Condition because these guys are so lovable. Uh-huh. And that is how the rest of the world feels about Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Oh, they like all love Clay Thompson, even though warrior. they hate the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. There is some... I need to look at the soundtrack for this movie. Where... Because there, there is, a, there is like... What, what song was on the soundtrack to Heart Condition? <laughs> Have a Heart by Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> <laughs> which is like so of its time mm-hmm. 
but also like a little on the nose. <laughs> you call it have a heart. All right. There's also a song from Ladysmith Black Mombazo on the soundtrack. Hey, love love me some Ladysmith Black Mombazo. And uh Bob Hoskins and and uh Denzel Washington do a duet of Baby Please Don't Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Sean. <laughs> Who is Stephen Curry? Is he the book of Eli? Because I say no fucking way. I don't I I just I kind of don't believe that either one of them is blind. i mean to me i think it's pretty obvious who steph curry is uh who do you think it is he's the preacher's wife oh yeah denzel's most wholesome movie uh Uh, there's a lot of star power um it's like uh well it's go ahead he well the, the the he's Denzel is basically playing Steph Curry, which is an angel who is also horny. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, Steph Curry is not horny for anything but shooting the ball from really far away. Yeah. But still. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and feet. But, uh... Yeah, Denzel's like an angel who finds himself falling for Whitney Houston, so he's like, gotta get back to heaven, and that's, I think, what happens to Steph when he's like, oh, I'm kind of horny right now. Well, unless I'm reproducing, back to the gym. <laughs> uh, all right, Sean, who do you think Steph Curry is? Um, I gotta say that I think he's... I mean, The Preacher's Wife is a really good answer. Other than that, I think he'd have to be uh, Antoine Fisher. Okay, I also yeah. was like, lean- whole, yeah, go I ahead. was leaning a little towards Devil in a Blue Dress just because it's so good, but also both underrated and overrated. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, keep going. Why Antoine Fisher? Sorry. Well, I mean, I would, I would also say, um, the other thing that is that is similar. Well, actually, I guess now Devil in a Blue Dress is 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 a better version of the Mighty Quinn for overrated and underrated. Mm-hmm. People just haven't really seen the Mighty Quinn. But I remember Roger Ebert was like, "I think it might be the best movie of 1989." <laughs> and it it isn't, but it, it is pretty good. Um, but I think it's Antoine Fisher just because it's like it really is kind of a a pretty wholesome came out of nowhere story and uh i mean it's i don't think steph has ever visited a therapist (laughs) no (laughs) but um it does like like steph curry at davidson kind of also just reminds me of Derek luke just falling into this movie (laughs) you know and then like having a whole career all right. And and Antoine Fisher himself comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And then finally, which mm-hmm. Denzel Washington movie is Kevin Durant, Sean? Ooh, this one. Because okay, so I'm gonna say he's the Manchurian candidate. Ooh, why? Because something mysterious happened to him (laughs) in the past. And I think it was before he left Oklahoma city where 
he was like much more of a mild mannered guy who just wore his backpack everywhere and got very emotional. And then something happened. I don't know if Joe Lacob took him somewhere. Maybe it was on like a Nike trip to Asia, but he's like a different man in the same body now. (laughs) And it feels like at some point he could destroy the warriors, Mm -hmm. but also he's a, He's very he's very accurate and deadly. Uh to me there's a this is he is the movie Two Guns. <laughs> the the Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because I saw the trailer for Two Guns. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh shit. My favorite type of movie, a mm-hmm. buddy action movie that has Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, Bill Paxton, and Edward James almost. This yeah. is going to be the best movie ever. And then I watched the movie and I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it felt like a movie that should have been a Tony Scott movie. And it's actually a Baltazar Cormacur <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's not even an Antoine Fuqua. Right. A Fuqua would have salvaged it a little more. But... <laughs> yeah, Mark Wahlberg is like the rich Kleinman of that movie. <laughs> He ruined Denzel Washington just like he ruined Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So anyway, that was the surprise game I wanted to play with you real quick. That was a really good game. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Steph and his contacts? Um, Oh, just just that um, Marcus Thompson quotes some, like, amazing shooting numbers from, like, since he put on the contact lenses – and uh, the reason that they look so amazing is that Marcus Thompson does not calculate his shot attempts right. Mm-hmm. So he was shooting pretty well, but not like particularly well for Steph Curry in March or April, where like he shoots like 46, 47% anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess he was slumping before that, but... Also, the story came out and he shot one for nine tonight. So, and it's, he's back to like, yeah, I mean, he he's he has shot 50% for the month of March before. Twice. So he's shot 52% one year. Yeah. One year he shoots 50% and he only plays like three or four games. But yeah, so it's not like, yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, it also reminded me of Rudy Gay, who apparently was so blind he was not allowed to drive. <laughs> And then it came out that he got LASIK. And yeah. Sean, this was a thing you and I would talk about constantly. I yeah. kept saying, like, I think Rudy Gay is going to be the best player in the NBA this year. Now right, that he can it was, see. It was like the thing that was the problem for him. And he, the, do you, I actually looked at the stuff today to see how well he shot after that. And the answer is slightly better. That's it. But it a, he's a little bit better. Here's the thing. If Steph Curry shoots a little bit better, oh, yeah, that's what right. does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he pumps, if he bumps up like he's consistently like, you know, shoots one percent higher on his threes. Well, it's like, well, he's going to be taking three hundred and fifty of them a year now. Yeah. So that's actually ends up being, you know, 
35 more threes a year. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's an extra 100 and yeah, and 5 <laughs> points. So it's kind of a lot more points. Uh and he threw such a crazy no look backwards half court. court. It was om- it was like yeah, three quarter court. court. Yeah. He throws it from like the free throw line to the free throw line. Yeah, from behind his back and then turns around so he doesn't even see if it connected. <laughs> It's honest. Well, he didn't need to see it. Yeah. See, maybe that's why he would turn around after taking threes because it's like, I can't see if it goes in anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but I said when I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is just a commercial for optometry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, should we talk about more movie stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, oh, also, also, I think Mike Brown is Roman J. Israel Esquire. <laughs> Who's Steve Kerr? Who is Steve Kerr in this one? Um, he might be the great debaters. I was also going to say the great debaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe um, Lacob you... is, of course, Macbeth, which is in <laughs> pre-production right now. <laughs> I just I just got bummed because I realized I haven't seen either Equalizer film. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on, I just clicked on this Macbeth. Do you know about this? No. It's a Coen Brothers Macbeth starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. What? As Lord and Lady Macbeth. There's no way this movie's getting made. All right, anyway, but it would be tight as hell if it did. Um, anyway, that's been IMDb Corner. Um, uh-huh. we did have some more NBA-related movie news today, though. Do you want to run us through this story? Yes. So this is, this is a report from, uh, Notable. Voice. Oh, yeah. Um, this is from Notable LeBron insider Brian Windhorst, who says that LeBron James is having trouble recruiting top players to be in Space Jam 2. Uh, Brian Windhorst would not reveal the names, Joey. Guess why? Uh, he didn't want to get aggregated. He didn't want to get aggregated. Um, he also said that players don't want to be in a movie where LeBron is the hero because it means he'd be dunking on them. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, that is what Kevin Durant said about LeBron and free agents, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the <laughs> thing, though. Uh, the players have this backwards, though. Because um, LeBron only dunks on his teammates now. Oh, damn! (laughs) The Lakers—we didn't mention this, but the Lakers apparently had a team meeting to tell LeBron to stop making faces when they made mistakes. (laughs) It's incredible. Um, And Brian Windhorst also said that LeBron only half-assedly recruits free agents in general because he doesn't want to be rejected. Um, okay, so Brian Windhorst will not reveal the names. Joey, who do you think turned LeBron down for Space Jam 2? Um, ooh, interesting question. Uh, I think Anthony Davis turned him down. I think so, too. I think that's, like, the most obvious ask and the most obvious no. Uh, that, like, he, like, can't be in it now, right? Even yeah. if the like, trade for him, it's just, yeah. 
Uh, I think I think Steph Curry turned him down. I think so too. Um, yeah, I I think Steph turned him down. I think Kyrie turned him down. Kyrie definitely turned him down, and he definitely asked. Like, mm-hmm. like when they were having dinner together in Los Angeles. What do you think LeBron's real priority was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. Kyrie's not coming to the Lakers. He's um, starring in that weird horror movie about the Skirvin Hotel. He's booked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's getting points on that con- on that movie. Um, well, I cannot I, wait to see Kyrie Irving's Haunted Hotel movie, by the way. I think about it like once a day. I'm like, yeah. what is that going to be? <laughs> um, I also think James Harden turned him down. Yep. Because here's the thing, like, it's a long time commitment, I think, for a movie that is not particularly going to showcase them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kevin Durant turned him down. Yeah, Kevin Durant definitely was it's not making like that movie. It's like the obvious think, ten people. Do you think Ben Simmons turned him down? No, I don't think he asked Ben Simmons. I don't think Ben Simmons is famous enough. Oh, I thought I thought they might be trying to go, like, all clutch. Because the first movie's all fall. We did you know, talk about that before, yeah, but yeah. I think they're asking the most famous players. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, first. Well, and then it'll end up sense. all clutch, would be my guess. Yeah, because they, they're going to sign it. I'm going to say that Draymond did not turn him down. No. But I don't know if he's been in asked. In fact, I bet Draymond will end up in the movie. I also bet Anthony Davis will end up in the movie, to be honest. Oh, he with will you. end yeah. up in the movie. Because he's a clutch guy. I think they're just going to end up there. Just seems like, like for Anthony Davis, well, I, I, it just seems like people are going to really make fun of him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it'll end okay. up being, I bet Dwayne Wade will be in it. So you think you okay if you're if you're thinking of the guys he has to settle for, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. You've got to get the banana boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there? Wouldn't it be funny if a mon, like what if a monster is taking Carmelo Anthony's talent and that's what actually is the reason that LeBron's team <laughs> wins? They're like, oh, they just that that monster Carmelo is a black hole. He's like. <laughs> He puts on a hoodie and it doesn't help. <laughs> and it's like all with the mon- they're like, why aren't the monsters dominating? It's like, well, one of their guys is trying on hats. You know who I bet wouldn't turn him down? I bet Giannis would say yes. I think so too. Yeah. Well, I mean, Giannis. I mean, Im- imagine. Have you ever seen a craft services table, Joey? <laughs> How many different kinds of snacks were there? It was so efficient for him. Yeah, I bet you. I bet Jokic would also say yes for that exact reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they should go international. Um, yeah, like, I bet Embiid would do it too. Uh, you know what? Actually, I bet Embiid turned him down already. I think so too. I I'm going to say back immediately. <laughs> if I'm predicting, I if also I'm predicting, bet. You know who else yeah, turned ahead. him down? I bet. I bet Westbrook turned him down too already. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And Paul George didn't even. Get asked. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you had to predict your, f- if, okay, we're gonna pick our five. We've done you this think- already. No, 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 no. The ones he has to settle for. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you think it'll be Wade and Draymond? I think Draymond's in for sure. Okay. I think Anthony Davis is in. I, I think really I, do. I think he's not gonna be in. I think it'll be James Jones. 
James Jones or James Johnson? <laughs> no, James Jones. LeBron wants him there for moral support. What about Booby Gibson? That would be amazing if Booby Gibson was. I hope, please cast Booby Gibson. Ryan Coogler, please. Uh, what about uh, Zadrunas Elgowskis? That would be incredible. I think Anderson Varejao is the way to go, though. Uh, I bet Kevin... Steve Kerr would play him. <laughs> uh, I bet Kevin Love would do it for him, too. Actually. Yeah, and he'd like to go back to Los Angeles, probably. Right? <laughs> uh, my question. Yeah. How bad is this movie going to suck? It's going to be worse than Uncle Drew. It's going to be way worse than Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew has its moments. Yeah, it's kind of good. There are things I like about Uncle Drew. <laughs> Uncle Drew also has like a good spirit behind it, and this movie already seems like cursed. Mm-hmm. Just like not very pleasant. It's just like I just don't think people have the same kind. LeBron James is just not the same kind of person as a figure as Michael Jordan. Right. He's like not. I couldn't ever see LeBron doing the version of Michael Jordan sucking at baseball in the beginning of Space Jam. Mm -hmm. It would either be like too winky or. Well, that actually, you know what, though? What they're going to do is that's obvious to me where he's going to be. You ready? Like injured groin? No, he's going to be on a banana boat. It'll be the off season. Uh And, and those so, guys will be on the banana boat with him, but LeBron, and then they'll be like, "Where'd LeBron go?" Uh huh. You know what and I mean? Like, yeah, like, like, like there. It's Chris. Chris Paul is is looking at Wade, and then Mello comes out with a, "I got the wine." <laughs> Where's Braun? He's taking his talents to outer space. <laughs> well, they won't even know. He'll just disappear. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I in, in fact, I would bet. I think a hundred dollars that that's what where he's gonna get kidnapped from. Wow, I wish <laughs> you could bet on that. <laughs> it just seems so obvious that that's where uh-huh. you put him. Um, yeah, this movie's gonna does. suck though for sure. It's gonna be terrible, just right. terrible. My next question for you, Sean: mm-hmm. Who's the mm-hmm. next NBA player who sh- who tries to act? So we're saying not in a Space Jam 2 context. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Steph Kyrie... Curry, before we get into this, announced a show that sounds fucking terrible today. Mm-hmm. Does it involve his wife cooking? No, it's worse. In fact, here, I'll pull it up. Somebody texted it to me. Um... <sighs> Sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh... I'll just read you the Vulture headline. The second Uh it comes up, ABC's mini golf show will star Steph Curry and have an infuriating name. Do you want to know what it's called? What's it called? It's about mini golf. And it's called Holy Moly. Oh, boy. (laughs) Contestants will compete both at mini golf and various physical challenges on Holy Moly's Courses supersized holes. Uh, so it's like golfing and then a golf related obstacle course. I think course? it's like wipeout, but with mini golf. You know? I mean, it. I, 
look, Wipeout is a success. I get this. That's a terrible title. Uh huh. <laughs> that's like that title is like what his white shoes would be if they were a TV show title. <laughs> Just like oh, super corny, but maybe old white women would like it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the animated movie he's making, right? This no, is the fucking worst, man. Uh. It's called Church Hoppers, and it's quote a wedding crashers esque comedy about a jilted groom who takes his pals along with him as he navigates the church scene in search of a new bride. He navigates the church scene. Yeah, he's making faith based movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, well, he's he not in them, at least, but still, that is the move. Those are the two things Steph Curry is producing right now. He's making them for Sony, <laughs> and his um, his his company is called Unanimous Media. Because mm-hmm. he was the unanimous MVP, which basically I only know because Warriors announcer Bob Fitzgerald says it four or four times. <laughs> Five times every game. Do you know you, you, the unanimous MVP can't get a foul call? Um, Another shot for the unanimous MVP. Anyway, okay, who was, should be acting? Was, stopped. Who should be acting? Well, I think the guy who is likely to do it, and I think would actually be kind of good at it too, is Damian Lillard. He's I could good actually, in that commercial. And uh, he's like, I could see him. Well, the thing is, he I don't think he would do a thing where he wasn't. What I'd like to see is some NBA player doing like a Rick Fox, John Sally. I mean, Alan Houston was not very good, but Alan Houston mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing and playing a supporting role. Right. Um, I could see Dame getting the opportunity for sure. Um, in terms of who I think would be good... Hmm. I actually think James Johnson would be scary in an action movie, but I just don't want to endorse him for uh, off the court reasons. Yeah. Um, I want to see a buddy cop movie with Toby and Bobby just straight up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I think the Morris twins would be terrible, but I would love to see them as bad guys in a low budget action movie. Um, I think there's a guy who obviously should act. Uh, and to me, it's totally obvious, but he's too busy uh, doing nothing during the offseason. Is that Dirk Nowitzki? No, it's James Harden. Oh, uh, yeah. James Harden's, a lot of his actual basketball game is based on acting. And I don't That's mean true. that as a burn. Uh, well, I would. I also mean it as a burn, <laughs> if you don't. And in that... He's the only person that's ever made me laugh in one of those Chris Paul State Farm commercials. Mm-hmm. And when he's talking about when he's pretending he doesn't know what happened to Chris Paul's kitchen in the new one, he's really legitimately funny, I think. Um, it, it is like the first time that's ever happened in yeah. one of those Chris Paul commercials. He's, so. he's like way better than Oscar Nunez or Chris Paul in those commercials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you who should not be acting. Chris Who's Paul. That? Yeah, that's not likable. Not not a great actor. But also Anthony He's... Davis, stay away from acting. And yeah. He does not have the voice for it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Sean, our next story. Uh huh. My boy, Mario Hazonia. Yes. Had a career high the other night. Yeah. He got to start against his old team, Orlando, and he scored uh-huh. 29 points. Yeah. And, so uh, fucking sick, dude. He also managed to foul out of that game with 340 left because that's how Mario does it. Uh, at one point, a fan yelled, Mario, you suck. And you know what he said to that fan? What was that? Are you watching the game? <laughs> uh, he's the greatest. He has so much swag. Please, NBA team, sign him. Somebody sign him. We can't. We have to keep him in the NBA. Yeah, I've said this before. He can't go back to Europe because we'll never see him again. I think he's done for the season now too because the Knicks are just playing. The Knicks are playing this insane. Uh, they start Luke Cornett and uh, Mitchell Robinson at the same time. Yeah, but those guys are. They should be. They should be. They should have been playing those guys earlier because they're actually like. Um, prospects. Young, young, They're yeah. actual prospects. It's just yeah. very. Fu- it's it's funny to watch though. It's, oh yeah, it, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it does. Uh, the other thing that I thought was very sweet is that he's very excited about Orlando making the playoffs, and he's planning to go to all the games if they make it. That rules, dude. He rules. I don't know why I said all of them and not both of them, but. <laughs> Um, more importantly, though, there's a big piece of news we need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Ernie Grunfeld finally got fired, baby. Oh, my God. Congratulations, Jamel Johnson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We love you very much. We'll have you on in the offseason to hear about how excited you are about this. There's, um, the only worst move by an Ernie in the past 10 years, I would say, would be when Ernie Johnson wrote in John Kasich in the 2016 election. Other than that, this Ernie was the worst Ernie. Uh, so yeah, he his last things he did, uh, someone might say the last straw was uh, dumping Otto Porter and Markeith Morris for nothing. Uh-huh. And then he fucked up a trade because he didn't know which guy named Brooks was which. Yes. Um, I think he managed to trade away a second round pick each of the last like five years, possibly I, we went over sometime pretty recently, actually yeah, all of his was, mistakes. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but just congratulations, Washington fans. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible that he was the GM for the entire length of Dwayne Wade's career. Um, that's crazy. That is so crazy. He was there for so long. It should should the other GMs have been giving him gifts because of all the gifts he gave him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Get out of here, Ernie Grunfeld. Um all right, is there one other thing you want to talk about here? We've got I do want to talk about that Bruce Hornsby story, I think. Yeah, the other let's stuff. do it. Okay. Um so it came out today that... Oh, um, before we get to this, okay. there is one news story we haven't mentioned on this show, and it's not for any reason, but uh, just fuck Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, we'll get to that later, I'm sure, but right now, like, just fuck Mark Cuban forever. All billionaires are bad billionaires. Yeah. And I say that as uh, someone who's received a healthy paycheck from George Soros for <laughs> many years. <laughs> I went to UC Berkeley. He's hedging his bets. Um, 
But let's talk about Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, Bruce Hornsby. Um, there was a legend. I had heard this before, and it was not confirmed that Bruce Hornsby had once beaten Allen Iverson in a game of one-on-one. Now, Sean, explain to the listeners who aren't very old uh, who Bruce Hornsby is. Uh, Bruce Hornsby is a keyboard player. He is from Virginia. Uh, his band is called The Range. He plays the softest music you've ever heard in your entire life. Yeah. He's, uh, he was a touring member of the Grateful Dead. He often plays with uh, Dead and Company. Um, he does that song he, the way it is that Tupac sampled, sampled and changes. That's, yeah. that's the one that people would really know. Um, he has another song called The Valley Road, where the emotional peak of it is him going... Walk on, walk on, walk on the valley road. And then you hear that and you're like, did he just talk about just, just, just walking on the road, right? <laughs> uh, Bruce Hornsby also has two children who are, vars- I think, D1 athletes. So Bruce Hornsby, apparently a pretty decent athlete. The song um, Walking in Memphis is like too hard for Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, whoa, dial it back a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna stop recording my own music because I need to play a 14 minute jam of Sugar Magnolia. <laughs> um, and so apparently, when Allen Iverson was having the uh, ridiculously unjust legal trouble while he was in high school in Virginia, uh, Bruce Hornsby helped raise money or wrote a letter somehow aided in the effort to get Allen Iverson out of jail. That's so tight, dude. Yeah. Bruce Hornsby kind of rules, but, uh, (laughs) he, um, apparently he like got to meet him afterwards and then they played one-on-one and the way Bruce Hornsby describes it is that he just wasn't missing any shots. Mm Mm-hmm. And he beat Allen Iverson one on one. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's like he was pretty. He seemed almost embarrassed talking about it, but actually super proud because he beat <laughs> Allen Iverson. Um, so I have, I have a couple questions. One of them is if Bruce Hornsby and Bill Walden are both eligible to play for the Grateful Dead, would we be revising our uh, basketball team? five on five uh, rankings and to, to recap the beach boys triumphed over NWA and the red hot chili peppers. Mm-hmm. I, st- I mean, Jer- Jer- if you're talking about Jerry Garcia, he is going to be fucking worthless. Yeah. He's going to be, he's, he's going to be very slow. He's on heroin and he only has nine and a half fingers. Also pig pen. Pig Pig Pen is like that's like a Dennis Hopper from Hoosiers on the team, except like dirtier. Um, all that I just think they have too many players, man. Yeah, they, they're not. They're just not eligible because <laughs> there's all there's only more Grateful Dead members coming. Although I do think Bob Weir and Phil Lesh are probably would have been decent. They could play like they could beat the Arcade Fire. I think. Yeah, that they have. To, they're in the division with like the spree, the arcade fire. Um, 
thinking yeah, about like, the what, 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 did we ask Daniel Ralston that question? Oh, Daniel Ralston, I believe, asked us that question, which was, <laughs> could the 2016-17 Warriors beat the polyphonic spree? The, all of them, <laughs> the all entire like 33 spree. players playing, and they yeah. were allowed to play at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, having seen a little bit more of the spree, I feel uh, I feel a little more confident. I think we gave the Warriors that win, but <laughs> the spree was like a little more, a little younger and more athletic than I than I realized. Um. All right. Is there one other question you want to go? One other here? question I want to go. I through. love this um, question, Sean. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> okay. So the way it is. Uh, that's his, his highest charting song. That's one sample by Tupac uh, for the song Changes. It, it was number one on the adult contemporary Billboard charts in December of 1986. Joey, I'm going to read you the next 10 artists on that list, and I want you to tell me whether they could hold their own on the basketball court. Win or just hold their own? <laughs> I'm going to say, well, yeah, like, like do okay. I'm not saying, like, I don't think any of these guys is actually going to beat Allen Iverson, for example. Oh, wait, they're playing. I thought they were playing Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's better, actually. No, no, they're playing Bruce Hornsby. That's a much better question. Okay. Yeah, each of these guys playing against Bruce Hornsby. Okay, so f- your first your first candidate is Lionel Richie. I love Lionel Richie. Uh, but I think he fucking sucks at basketball. I think he's, I think he's pretty bad. <laughs> so give me Bruce Hornsby. Although, although like his look at this point is not dissimilar to AC Green's look at the exact same. <laughs> True, but I don't know. I just get the vibe that Lionel Richie fucking sucks at basketball. Yeah, yeah me too. Me, he, <laughs> he he seems like not like a recess star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, okay, he's the next like one. He's too busy making out with girls to like play. You know what I mean? Yeah, or he's he's in the music room. Yeah, he's doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, next next is Billy Ocean. Ooh, Caribbean Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked up how tall is Billy Ocean. Yeah, I, I'm. And I I'm cannot find. <laughs> The problem is he grew up in England, I believe. Oh, then Bruce Hornsby's going to crush him. Yeah, he was in Trinidad and Tobago and then England. And they I, I'm pretty sure that they do not play. They they don't really play basketball in Trinidad and Tobago. T- Tobago, Tobago, you say Tobago. OK, um, <laughs> I think Billy Ocean's a pretty good athlete, though. I do think so. I just think he grew up in a place in places that did not have basketball, but I bet he's a good soccer player. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet he's like, yeah, I think, I think if he'd had a different upbringing, it would have been different, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is the human league. Oh. And Bruce has to play the entire human league, which is three members. They have three people. Yeah. And I, I actually really like, uh, you know, there's a couple Human League songs that fucking own. Don't You Want Me is a jam. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, there, we, that's, that's why we recorded the <laughs> Donchich Want Me song. But even with three people, 
I don't think these English weirdos are going to be able to do anything on a basketball court. Two are women, and as we know from uh, expert opinions and the experiences of a former video coordinator, any man can destroy any woman. It's not true. Because I've got an answer coming up that is going to blow your mind, dude. Okay, so the next next people on the list, Peter Cetera and Amy Grant. Okay, Peter Cetera for sure sucks at basketball. Yeah. But I think Amy Grant, I think she fucking can drain from deep because really religious people often grew up playing in church basketball leagues. Mm -hmm. And I bet Amy Grant is a fucking sniper, dude. I'm taking Satara and Grant over Hornsby for sure. Well, and apparently she's like a big Vanderbilt fan. (laughs) And like people from Vanderbilt can shoot. Yeah, like our friend Brendan Lynch. One of the guests, one of the only guests I did not ask to do the Pardo voice because I mm. did not want to, uh, I knew he wouldn't do it. <laughs> he wouldn't, he, I don't think he would want to at all. <laughs> I know Brendan well enough to know that he wouldn't want to do it, but he also wouldn't want to say no, so I just did not ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who's yeah. next, John? So Grant... And Satara first team taking Hornsby down. Yeah, I think it's. I think she just. I think Satara can keep Horn. Can it, if nothing else, he can spring uh, Amy Grant on a pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and on defense, he'll stand. He'll get in the way at least. Yeah, and apparently Amy Grant's love of snow leads to a snowstorm because she used to go to Vanderbilt basketball games all the time. That's enough for me. Okay. Uh, next on the list is Madonna. I don't think Madonna's very good at basketball. No, no, I don't. She's also don't. pretty short, right? She's not tall. <laughs> um, I just don't, I just don't think, I mean, she's like, she's from good Detroit, athlete. then lived in New York. She's yeah, tough like, as hell, yeah. But she's I got just, I just, bigger guns than uh, fucking Hornsby, that's for sure. Yeah. I think Bruce Hornsby is. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I get, I gotta pull up his height now, <laughs> but uh, Bruce Hornsby has really big hands, and he's six four. So, um, this might have gotten him in the sex book though if he beat her at basketball. That's true. You know, we're that's only true. Three years away. Like, <laughs> be like, wow, Vanilla Ice and Madonna <laughs> and Bruce Hornsby in one picture. Jose Canseco. <laughs> I mean, she did date Dennis Rodman, so... Uh, also, Scottie Pippen, though, famously. She loved Scottie Pippen. Yeah, that's... Wow. Do you think Madonna and Michael Jordan ever had sex? No, there's that famous story about that. Don't you know oh, that really? story? I don't know that story. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a story where Michael Jordan said to Madonna, like, uh, hey, how come you always go home with Scottie and not me? And, uh-huh. uh... Like, she makes a joke about how big Scotty's dick is and how oh. Michael Jordan definitely isn't as big. Wow. <laughs> to his face. But Madonna, oh, I get, yeah, I guess, I guess I was like, how does Madonna know how big Michael Jordan's dick is? And I was like, well, actually. No, she's talking more about that, how big Scotty more is. That, yeah, yeah, the improbability of beating Scotty Pippen. How you know satisfying what? a lover Scotty Pippen is. Congratulations, is. Scotty Pippen. Like, just. Incredible moves for such a big man. Um, okay, so the next on the list is the Miami Sound Machine. How many members are there in the Miami Sound Machine? Well, Joey, 
it it actually has varied over the years. Um, now, by the way, this is pre bus accident for Gloria Stefan, mm-hmm. so her back is working uh, just fine. So there's been a ton of members at the time, but I'm gonna say during the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they add a horn section in 1980. So they have it's, their horn section. They are so 100% right now, winning. They're at like eight members for sure. Uh, they have six in 1977, and then they add... Four horns? They add two horn players. No, they add three horn players in 1980. Because, yeah, there's... Hornsby is feeling those congas for sure. He is toast, dude. I don't think he can beat... Eight people. I also think I mean, Gloria Stefan's probably pretty good basketball. <laughs> I think she's pretty short, though. <laughs> yeah, but I think she's quick. You know, eh, I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, oh, you know what? Also, church background. So you're right. She's gonna be able to shoot. Bruce Hornsby's not gonna beat eight Cubans <laughs> at once. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Uh. Toto. No Bruce fucking Hornsby way. Versus Toto. Hornsby is taking those fucking nerds to the shit, dude. I think he's like taking turns dunking on each member of Toto. <laughs> I mean, I think Steve Picaro's pretty tall, but still, I don't think those guys can't. They all move like Frankenstein on a basketball court, I bet. Yeah, there's just no way they're good. <laughs> Uh, and the same goes with the next two guys, by aren't the way. They, aren't they all from this? Aren't like, aren't most of the guys from Toto from the same family? Yeah, there's two Picaros. All the Picaros. Yeah. I think there's three. <laughs> Either way, no, but our next two guys are also like the Toto guys. So let's get yeah. them out of the way, really. Out Rick, of the way, really. Rico Kasich, Rico Kasich, individually. From the cars. From the cars. <laughs> Is uh, he's number nine on the list at this point, um, and number ten is Benjamin Orr, also from the, from the cars. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I think Bruce Hornsby beats them even if they get to play together. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Those and guys, Rico Kasich, Rico Kasich <laughs> is the only. He's the. S- <sighs> I think he's the only rock star I can think of that is weirder to look at than Joey Ramone. And in a similar way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where it's like real Frankenstein-y and tall and like it looks like they both have bone diseases. <laughs> yeah. So he's actually as tall as Bruce Hornsby, but but he's like he would be like Sean Bradley. Yeah, there's no way. All and right. Benjamin Orr is five ten. But I don't think there's any way <laughs> Benjamin Orr is good at basketball either. Uh it's it's just incredibly weird that solo they were okay. Anyway, let's finish our, this up here. <laughs> number eleven, Billy Joel, possibly Bruce Hornsby's arch rival. That's and at least two Bruce Hornsby. I think Billy Joel purposefully injures Bruce Hornsby. Oh yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, sorry, I've been he drinking. He plays dirty as fuck. I bet. Just like yeah. he's so angry, he well, like. He- He's, like, calling, like, Bruce Hornsby a bitch for calling fouls, like, that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, I thought yeah, we yeah. were playing street ball. I think he also travels He's a also lot. way worse, but I he's think like, he... He tries to back him in. Yeah, yeah, I think he injures Bruce Hornsby and the game just ends. Yeah, and they're both very mad at each yeah. other. <laughs> and then they have yeah. a 
dueling pianos. Yeah. Billy Joel's probably like just so into the Pat Riley Knicks that he's just patterned his game against him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like the Anthony Mason of the piano. <laughs> um, all right. That's our show for sure. Yeah. We yeah, went yeah. way longer than I thought we were going to, but it's a special day. So, <laughs> um, Sean, what would you like to plug? Uh, check out the Everything Report on Instagram. And next week for the Game of Thrones premiere, I'm going to have a very extensive piece matching up every possible Game of Thrones character I can to what sport they would be the best athlete at. <laughs> so it might it I might go to 100 characters, Joey. Uh, that should be up next Friday. Um. And because it's our 200th episode, um, I'm going to read my Frankie Mu- my favorite Frankie Muniz tweet of all time. But before I do that, uh, support us at uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be my plug forever now. Um, and you, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where three twenty one fourteen, I tweeted, think I broke my toe while black light scorpion hunting in my backyard. <laughs> Do not kick a brick wall, even if a scorpion is on it, attacking you. It's really good. I'm, I'm and, honestly kind of stunned he's still alive five years later. And Sean, we have something very special. Oh, yeah. End our 200th episode. Um, you might have noticed... Friend of the pot, friend of the friends, us, friends of us, of ours, and former guest, host of the I Am Ready for Some Football podcast, Josh, uh, leftist superstar, um, <laughs> alt right agitator. Um, like he agitates the alt right. He's not alt right and an agitator. I shouldn't have said it that way. Anyway, <laughs> the host of the I Am Ready for Some Football podcast, Josh Androsky, one of our best friends, wasn't in the Don Pardo intro. You want to know why? What's that? Because he wrote and recorded us a Luka Doncic song this week, Sean. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. He has the voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is really good. You're going to love it. Here is Josh Androsky's Luka Doncic song. Are there likes on Mars? Trust the process, Joey. Shut it down. Let's do another 200 episodes. Hello, it's me, the ghost of David Bowie. You know, a lot of people have been writing Luka Doncic parody songs. I can see them down from heaven. But I, David Bowie, want to write one better. I want to make a song about the men who write the song. About Luka Doncic. Happy birthday, Rock on Rock. You're 200 years old and you've never been older. Well, your life's filled with shits and poops. You love the kid with the swaggy hoops. You just want to sing songs about the Euro team who's replacing the crowds. Churn out ballads about the tall Slovene All day and night even when you dream 
Someone else beats you to the punch Makes you so mad that you could scream But no one's listening to your tunes On their phones, their iPods or Zooms But you know what does go viral A fucking grand line junior the sports guy And his tech bro money isn't their content though? What the fuck, HBO? Take a look at their spawn card. Nominate for Emmys. Oh man, makes you just want to go to where no humans can grow. All their likes on my. I don't even think I was nominated for an Emmy. Maybe I was. Maybe I was nominated for an Emmy during the time I only ate peppers, drank milk, and sniffed cocaine. Anyway, back to the song. It's on America's tortured brow That nerds think that they're stand-ups now Their idea of jokes ain't fun Afraid of pot save Americans See their likes in the millions, Lord They probably bottom the corporate horse Around ball pumps out laps on the rig In their lunch bells just ham and egg Sean and Joey on deep paid Like the kids in NCAA Except the round ball guys are pros But their likes they all go to the ringer Cause they bought the platform While Sean and our Joey D Make this great content for free Bros Robin and Brooke Lopez Reviewing Marvel movies Brett's mistress in the Congo They make me laugh so hard This is the ghost of David Bowie Wishing you a happy 200th birthday round ball round Your Luca Doncic song has inspired me From beyond the grave Fuck Bill Simmons. Fuck Casey Wasserman, too. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.